You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Tebow Dudonis and J.J. Du. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new Fast Break with Coach Carly podcast. Yes, it has been a minute since the last time that we've chatted with you. There's a reason for that. First, happy Thanksgiving to everybody listening in Stag Country. Second off, because Fairfield Women's Basketball has been on the road, yep, back again for pretty much the last three weeks. We're going to break down that trip, including the weekend in Nashville. The vibes were great and a couple, or a win from that as well. The big win over Rutgers on November the 20th, and then most recently a victory against Central Connecticut State. And by the way, Fairfield Women's Basketball 4-1 and one to start the season. That's the first time that they've started a campaign with that record since the 2012-2013 season in non-conference play only because in the COVID season they did that 4-1 as well. That was against league games. We'll, we'll, you know, asterisks and all that sort of stuff. But anyways, this is going to be a fun episode. And also, freshman guard Katie Lamoureux will join us as well. But Carly, it's been a while since we've chatted publicly on this platform. Happy Thanksgiving and to you. Things are pretty good right now, aren't they? Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody listening. Hope everybody had a good holiday. Uh, I was excited that our our team got to actually have a day off and most of our group got to go home. Um, but things are good. You know, we're, we're taking steps in the right direction. We've been able to be challenged in a lot of different ways uh, in a short amount of time. And I'm proud of our, you know, I just talk a lot with our team about our growth and, you know, being able to carry over whatever it is that we've done well and continue it or, um, you know, whatever we need to work on, uh, take intentional steps forward. So uh, I'm, I'm proud of where we are. And so I can't complain about, about what's what's going on in, with the Stags right now. Wins are wins. And <laughs> even some days when things look like they're going great, there's still some things to improve on, which we yep. will get to that during this. But first off, we have to start about the Southern trip because you guys went down. This was over the weekend of November the 10th through the 12th playing Lipscomb in, correct me, 11 a.m. start yes. local time. So not often we have those. That will <laughs> actually come to play later on this season. We'll get to that as we go. A couple of Kids Day games in the MAC. But guys playing Lipscomb, yep. as we highlighted in the opening show this year, very strong team. Yep. All you do after tied 3-3 in the first minute, lead <laughs> the rest of the way. Shoot 49% from the floor, 14 threes. I don't think you guys ever let Lipscomb get comfortable in their Mm -hmm. own gym, which it speaks a lot. And I know Mm -hmm. we had this chat a lot last year about that road warrior mentality going into someone else's place and getting a result. But it seemed like your group were just thriving in another team's very tough gym to play against. Yes. I mean, we knew going into that game that they were they were a great team. Um, They had pretty much their entire team returning from the previous season. Uh, We're picked second in their league. And so. Uh, we went in with a, an awesome mentality. We were super focused uh, on the game plan, and I know we'll we'll bring in Katie here soon. But you know, I thought our guards did a great job of disrupting uh, on the perimeter and following that game plan. And then we talk about it all the time that when we play that disciplined on the defensive end, it allows us to go and play with some freedom and um, space offensively um, and in transition. So I thought that it started on the defensive end, but I, I was really proud of how you know we set the tone early there and then um, you know played together created great shots for one another uh, and, and obviously shot the ball well with a lot of confidence. So, um, you know, we had a little bit of an advantage of a, a sneak attack, I would say, because we're playing very differently than, than last year. And you probably didn't get a great look at that if you were scouting us against Lehman. Um, but, you know, I, I, again, nonetheless, we, we executed to a T. Yeah, I think that's a great point because we're not going to talk about the <laughs> Lehman game and, and not because of the result, but there's mm-hmm. y- you never know what you're going to get out of those right. types of games. So that also has to be said, 
well put for the opponent. Mm-hmm. You don't know what type <laughs> of game you're going to expect. So it, it did look like they were a bit shell-shocked the way that you guys were shooting the ball. But at the same time, how much confidence was the group coming off of a game like Lehman where you're executing everything mm-hmm. that you hope to offensively? And no surprise that you're just doing the same thing four days later. I think it was great with, again, we, we obviously play freshmen uh, in very big roles, and we had a lot of – uh, you know, new p- pieces to put together. So I think it was just a great opportunity to kind of get the jitters out, um, play in front of the bright lights for the first time, um, you know, see the ball go in the basket. Uh, I think, you know, while that wasn't, pr- you know, addition- initially how we plan to start the season, I think, it, you know, it worked out in the way that we were able to kind of get our, our feet under us and start running. Well, confidence breeds success and someone that had good games in both of the openers, the first road opener, the season opener, Katie Lamoureux joins us here. And Katie, <laughs> I know we're going to get into you living your best life in Nashville. <laughs> That will come in just a moment here. But for you, your first collegiate experience at home, you know, having a solid game and then going on the road, again, different environments. You don't know what you're going to have. But you had 20 points in that one. The team played very selfless basketball, which I know one of the big pillars of how your group wants to play this season. But it seemed like everybody was just building off of each other that game. Yeah, so I think that's something that we've been discussing the whole entire season and build up to it is sharing that ball. So I think that was our big mindset going into it. And our shots were falling, and they were a good team, and we knew they were going to come out hot. And I don't think they were ready for us to come out that way. (laughs) No, they didn't. I mean, 8 of 12 from deep. I mean, you guys held them to 2 of 10 from downtown in the first half. Yes, they did have that little bit of a response in the third quarter. Frankly, you always have to expect Mm -hmm. that response. But as you rightly said, the group just rallied together and got that first result out of the way. And now these are the things that we want to know about. What happened between the end of the Lipscomb game and then the Vanderbilt game? I know that the broadcast team said that there was a bit of line dancing oh, that yeah. was involved. So, Katie, yeah, what, what you was going? All you to share the fun. Well, yeah. oh, okay. So, but like, in all seriousness, like, how much fun did you guys have having that experience? And then, what were some of the things that you guys did down there? Um, it was amazing because our coaching staff was super big on like team atmosphere and when they told us we were going to Nashville if if you know me I'm a huge (laughs) country girl I got country music on she's from the sticks I'm not from the sticks (laughs) I'm just kidding she's not (laughs) outside of Binghamton by the way for those that are curious (laughs) I'm from the sticks in quotes but yeah when they announced that I was super super excited and the things that they set up for us I was very excited for because like Nashville's fun but like They've found so many opportunities for us to be a team, hang out as a team, go do team things. And we saw a country concert. We, we went bowling. We went on Broadway and we went line dancing. So overall, it was a great experience. You guys do a little boot shopping as well, perhaps? Oh, we <laughs> did, in fact, go boot shopping. Okay, so who had the best purchase, I think, of the weekend? I don't know, because me, Kendall, and Casey, we all bought boots, and it was a buy one, get two free, so <laughs> some good teamwork there, for sure. <laughs> Carly, they're thinking like college kids are going to find the deals. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to. You have to. Um, when you guys on the coaching staff plan these sort of experiences, because this is not just a business trip where you're going from right. one game. You're, you had two games, quick turnaround between that, but how much do you have to plan out game practice but make sure you have that time because for players especially in basketball where you don't really get breaks Mm -hmm. the the holiday break you get home maybe for a couple days you spoke about thanksgiving where Mm -hmm. players might get to home go home for like 48 hours so Mm -hmm. these are where the experiences come from so how do you guys plan these sorts of trips 
I'll start with uh, Coach Blake, who does our scheduling. Uh, one of the things that he and I work uh, hard on is trying to find at least one trip a year that might just be somewhere different to go. Uh, you know, there's there's the obvious ones like you see teams playing in the Thanksgiving tournaments and the Palmas and things like that. But just going to somewhere different in the country that's maybe not in our region that we can explore and, and take our women to a different experience. So it starts with trying to find at least one of those a year that makes sense from a scheduling perspective. Um, and then it worked out perfectly, honestly, with the 11 a.m. game because then we could do something with the team Friday night. and It's not night before a game. And then Saturday night as well, we were able to kind of go bowling and, and, um, and go to a country concert, as Katie said. So uh, it is, it's important. I mean, yeah, you want you go to there to win games, and that was our intent the entire time, but you can still have fun and bring a lot of joy in what you're doing to it. You only get you know, a very short window of time that you get to play college basketball and do it with your teammates that you love and spend time with. And, um, you know, there's – for me, I personally feel like the, the most successful teams are the one that have a lot of fun doing it, too. Oh, most definitely. Um, and so it's, it's important for us and as coaches to keep it in perspective to bring a lot of joy to what we do as well. And, it, it you know, it's not just, you know, pounding work all, all the time. Oh, most definitely. And I'm curious before we move on to the next game for you, whether <laughs> for, as player, as coach of previous schools here, what's the best trip that you've ever taken? <laughs> that honestly might, might, might have been one of the best, um, if I'm being honest. It was – it was I think – I think this group makes it special. Um, you know, I've been a lot on a lot of trips, and I can you know talk about the Cancun trip and we Thanksgiving tournament and Bahamas and things like that, and those were great trips. But I think this team makes it so enjoyable. Like, there's there's not attitudes and agendas, and you don't have to worry about moods. Like, they 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 care about each other, and that just brings so much more energy to anything that you do. Awesome. And uh, that confidence and the enjoyment carried over into the next game against <laughs> Vanderbilt because that's you know you're playing a Power Five school in a interesting arena it's one with dimensions that you're not often seeing with for those that are unfamiliar forget because that was a couple of weeks ago the benches are basically behind the baskets because mm-hmm. it's a rather large and you know, i guess horizontally wide gym that, anyways <laughs> you have to run around to check in and something like that but i mean it's a different experience for you guys but it mm-hmm. seemed like because the energy they had the first couple of games and clearly the vibes in between the two, but it seemed like the group was up for it, up for a challenge against a very good team coached by former UConn legend Shay Ralph. Mm-hmm. And also shout out Katie Lou Samuelson on the sidelines. <laughs> we did see you there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm impressed. This team now, we've you know, obviously played two power fives in our first five games, and they haven't batted an eye. You know, I think that speaks to our returners doing a great job of setting the tone and our captains, and uh, as well as we got some fearless, fearless young guys. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I think that that I, I was impressed because you never know, you know, early on in the season what it's going to look like. And, and I, I didn't get any nerves. There might have been here and there. But like, you know, they played the way that we, we've talked about being the same team as, you know, every time we take the court practice game, whatever it is. And that's shown up in, in those type of environments now um, two separate times. So. Um, and then I think I, I just lean on it all the time. Our culture and our chemistry um, have carried us through in a lot of those moments. Absolutely. Katie, the group needed you to hit a couple of big <laughs> shots early just to set the tone because it looked like the way that Vanderbilt set up and a bit more full-core pressure, something mm-hmm. that the group hadn't seen their first couple of games. Yes, there were some struggles getting the ball across the line, but once you guys were able to set up in the offense, you got plenty of looks, and it seemed like the team had that collective sigh of relief, like, okay, we're in this when they saw someone like you and someone like Meg do their work inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was definitely a different environment from the previous games that we've seen. Vanderbilt was a really good, athletic, long team, so they were pressuring us, and it was definitely different. But I think my teammates found us really well, especially me and Meg, in that game, and I just took the opportunities they gave us. 19 team assists on 26 made (laughs) baskets. I know, Carly, that's a big smile on your Mm -hmm. face. 
the group obviously they had their chances. They stayed in it right till the end. You had a look to take the the lead. Nicole Gallagher mm-hmm. gets a good shot off. Mm-hmm. Some days they fall, some they don't. This one they didn't. But ultimately, where were some of the key takeaways in a tough three point loss against a, a team that's continued on to have a, a good run since they played you guys? I think we showed great grit to not, um, you know get down or, or count ourselves out. And I think we were down 12 or 14 uh, early in the fourth. And so I'm, I'm proud of kind of our mental toughness to, to kind of keep chipping away at it and get ourselves back in that game. Uh, particularly when we, you know, like you said, we turned the ball over and we, we didn't uh, handle the pressure great early and we rallied and adjusted and uh, we made some adjustments at halftime to our press break. And I think uh, kudos to our, to our point guards, Katie being one of them to, to run with that um, in the second half and keep us on offense and then get great, you know, great looks and better looks on the offensive end. So takeaways uh, that we, we really focus on going, I know we'll, we'll move on to Rutgers in a minute, but that we, took from that game was we fouled too much one um and obviously they're they're bigger in in a lot of positions um our our defensive rebounding needed to improve especially against a team that is bigger and more physical and more athletic we can't you know out jump teams like that um and then taking care of the basketball so those were three things that we really honed in on um after that game uh for us to take a huge step in yep the uh the 17 offensive rebounds at Vanderbilt (laughs) I mean it did turn into a lot of points Mm -hmm. I remember they're big just had moments where it looked like it was very challenging but the good news is you guys turned it around uh, just a, a week later, which I, I'm curious actually before the Rutgers game, that week of practice, which is not often where you guys get a full week off between games. What was the energy in the gym like? What was the conversations like between you and the group to kind of reset, go again? Yeah, we challenged our group um, to not be complacent with just, you know, playing it close yep. with Vanderbilt. We had to we had to really kind of challenge ourselves with that to you know, strive to go win that game. Um, and we got to stay hungry for that. So I think those first couple of days we had to practice after was focused on ourselves yep. um, and how to, you know, fix some of those things and improve on some of those things that we know we need to be a better team at. And you mentioned the 17 offensive rebounds uh, against Vanderbilt. We also gave up 17 against Lipscomb. Yep. So we knew that was a huge point of emphasis for us. And uh, Coach Erica Brown is our kind of our rebounding coach, and she was on him uh, for that. <laughs> coach Coach uh, E is is serious about that. And I'll let, you know, Lammy jump in, and she, she wants to talk about makeup, uh, makeup blockouts. But – <laughs> um, so I think we focused on us those first yep. couple of days and then we had you know a full solid like three days to prep for Rutgers which uh, you know I think was advantage us because they only had one day pre- to prepare for us so um, I think it was a, a great week to take steps forward um, on what we needed to improve and then and then be able to prepare the way we wanted to play for Rutgers. Well, the improvements came because <laughs> not only the the result was what it was, the offensive rebounds from Rutgers was cut in half from mm-hmm. your previous two games with only eight. And I mean, um, for those that were unable to watch due to the uh, Big Ten network plus paywall, um, <laughs> sorry, it is what it is. I, I spent a lot of money on my streaming, <laughs> so you have to cut yep. it off at some point. But I have gone back and watched since. Um <laughs> You guys outscored Rutgers 34 to 14 mm-hmm. in the first, mm-hmm. trailing at about the halfway mark in the first quarter, and you went on an 18-0 run to finish the period. Hit another eight threes. I mean, bullied a, a fairly decently sized Rutgers mm-hmm. team in the paint, and then also what's noticed the bench, and the bench has been very good since mm-hmm. then. But Katie, you came off the bench a little mm-hmm. bit of a, a different. You know, kind of change started the first couple of games, and now you're going to see what the tempo's like, what the standards like. When you're coming off the bench in a game like that, what are you thinking to try and impact the game? Yeah, so I think when you come off the bench, it's never a bad thing because you get to sit there for however many minutes and see, all right, what's working, what's not working, how can I go in the game, and how can I affect it? And I think I saw we could continue pushing our pace, and when I went in, I knew that was what I needed to do and continue on the rebounds. Mm. 
Yeah, Preach. absolutely. <laughs> Rebounding machine <laughs> over Rebounding here. Rebounding <laughs> machine, in fact, with a double-double, 11 points, 10 boards, and 31 minutes of action. Yeah, I mean, the, the stats can speak for themselves. He shot 45% from the floor, 11 threes made. Didn't really turn the ball over too much. Forced 24 turnovers, mm -hmm. which I know that's another big check in the column. Mm -hmm. And proved once and for all, leaving the Jersey Mike's arena, that in addition to the 24-point victory, that it is, in fact, a sub, <laughs> not a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't have a strong opinions on that. But I, I do want to, you know, uh, shout out Katie and, and our, our entire team in general because we talked about, uh, you know, Katie, I don't know when it was, maybe early November, late October, that we could realistically on this team have 15 different starting lineups. Yeah. And I meant it when I said that. And sometimes it's, you know, somebody's playing really well and we want to get them in the lineup. Like that, that week leading up to the game, we went a little bit bigger because we needed to rebound with them and we knew that was something they were great at. Um, and so, you know, Mina went in the lineup for a little bit more size and uh, Kendall did a great job of taking charges all week leading up to the game. And it really, honestly, it has nothing to do with Katie or anybody that's coming on or off the bench. And I just I really want to commend this team on how they've just, again, not batted an eye, yep. showed up every single day and done their job, whatever that looks like. Um, and that's going to continue to happen time and time again, just because we have we have great players on this team and each moment calls for something different. And yeah. so. Um, shout out to Katie. I mean, she she handled that like a pro and, and came in and, and rebounded like a banshee. Well, I mean, hey, it proves again that when your name is called, make a difference. And I just <laughs> went through the four road games that you guys have just played. Bench players only. Kendall Magruder, 10 off the bench against mm -hmm. Lipscomb. Amina, who I know we haven't really spoken a lot about yet, but really impressed with her game against Vanderbilt and against Central just a couple uh, – well, yesterday at time of recording. Uh, but 10 points against Vandy. You, Katie, with the 11 against Rutgers. And then yesterday against Central, Meg Anderson, double-double <laughs> off the bench with 22 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, that's obviously amazing when you're getting 24-plus points per game off the bench in mm -hmm. four road games, but it just speaks volume. So, mm -hmm. like you said, buy in, be selfless, and just mm -hmm. come and do your job. And this comes to the last one of the four games that we'll talk about. On Sunday, a couple days after Thanksgiving, a 78-52 victory against Central Connecticut State it was, and you, Carly, did make a point in your post-game notes on FairfieldStags.com, not the best performance of the season, but um, I think a lot more that we could learn from this type of a game than maybe some others. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually want to shout out their staff. I thought they did a great job. They made us do something different yeah. uh, in that game. They took away a lot of our kind of rhythm threes and open threes. They they kind of forced us to score in the paint more, um, and I think we, we stumbled a little bit early with that. We missed some layups. We forced some tough ones, um, and so, you know, shout out to them. I thought that their, their scout and their prep was great. And I think that's something we have to pre keep preparing for as we get scouted more now with this system um, to continue to have adjustments and be able to, to, to win in a lot of different ways. So I think early on in the year, we've won a lot. You know, I will say we scored enough to win a lot of games and our defense has been very good, in, you know, against Rutgers and yep. against Lipscomb as well. Um, but this game, we not only had to kind of dig in defensively when we weren't making shots. I think we started the game one of eight from three and had some silly turnovers and things like that. Um, so we dug in defensively, uh, as particularly in the fourth quarter that, you know, early in the in the first half in the fourth quarter. Um, and then and then we kind of got it going to like finish in the paint. We ended with 50 points in the paint. Yes. So we've got to continue to prove that we can do more than just shoot threes and we can finish inside and outside and, and continue to work to get great shots, which I think it took us 
you know, the first kind of three quarters to get there. Um, and, you know, we had different guys step up at different times, Meg and Nelly and, and things like that step up to kind of get us going offensively. But uh, it challenged us in a different way. Um, it was ugly, but but we got there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, you know, as you as you said in your notes, it's sometimes it's better to learn from these games. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you still want the result, and you got the result. And also these are the fascinating ones as well for me because you look at the, the games that you guys played, including the home game that we started with. Energy was in the gym all four games, playing in some big arenas, playing even some smaller arenas, but the energy was there. These games are always funky because you have the student body that's coming back from a holiday, and you guys yourself coming back from a holiday. You never really know what to expect, and sometimes you have to create your own internal energy. And, Katie, I was noticing on the sidelines, the group even, yes, during those tricky times in the middle quarters was still staying very positive. I know this is you know stuff that we could always fluff on about, but it is important. Sometimes you have to rally each other to – or grind out these tough games. Yeah, no, energy has always been our biggest thing. Whether you're on the court, off the court, your energy is going to carry over to other people and in your own performance. So I think keeping energy on our bench and on the court carries over into the game. So Definitely. So just quick summary of the trip in case you guys were looking <laughs> for the nuts and bolts. Four from four, or three from four thus far. First time that your group has reached, or well, Fairfield in general has reached 70 or more points in five straight games since the 0-1-0-2 season. I mentioned the start of the season. Your group entered Sunday 28th overall in the country in scoring offense. have held opponents to shooting from less than 30% in four of five. We'll get to the next couple of games in a bit, but it, it, those are some very staggering stats, again, from a change group from a year ago and mm -hmm. one of those is now, Katie, as we <laughs> kind of turn to your segment of the show where we get to learn a bit more about you. It's Interesting to see how this group has come together because you have a lot of new faces, both freshmen, both transfers coming in. And also want to shout out Blake as well because he did put this out on social media that, yes, this group is freshmen, but there's also a lot of different stories and how everyone has come together. So I'm curious for your perspective, how have you settled in to this experience playing here at Fairfield, coming to a new environment, of course, being a student athlete at the college level for the first time? How has the last few months been for you? Um, it's definitely been wild because nothing can prepare you for an experience except the experience itself. So coming here, I was not exactly sure what I would expect, but it's been amazing so far. This summer was a good intro to it, like the shorter practices, getting to spend a lot of time with the team, different roommates, because I roomed with Nellie and Kendall, which I loved. It was amazing because was, I was with an older person, a transfer who's also older than me, and then me. So it was good intro, and then coming into this year with classes and the basketball, it was it's been good so far. There's the thing I'm noticing the most is like how much help there is. Like okay. one of the biggest reasons I committed here was because of the staff and the people here, and I think that everyone here has been super helpful in my transition, and that's probably my biggest thing coming here. I'm curious to hear who are the people that you've kind of relied upon the most, whether it's you know the grind in the basketball on the court or the grind in the classes or just kind of getting used to what life is like being away from home because that can very much be a challenge for you know some people that have never been away from home for a long period of time so I'm curious who you've kind of reached out to with this group and relied upon a little bit for some advice yeah no I'm definitely a homebody like you said like being away from home for such long periods of time like is nothing I've ever really been used to like I did a lot of traveling when I was younger but I was always with family so sure. Um, missing home has definitely been one of the biggest things for me, and there's been a lot of people who have helped. I've talked with Coach Carly numerous <laughs> times about it. She's told me about her journey as a freshman in college, and it's, like, very similar to mine. So 
It's been really helpful talking to her and all the other coaching staff. And then teammate-wise, I think Nellie's always been there for me no matter what. Like, she doesn't live on campus, but there's several nights where I just go over there and yeah. she makes me dinner and we talk. So <laughs> No, but that's awesome, though, because that's all about, again, we, we've spoken about this plenty of times, the culture that you're trying to have, Carly, here with everyone just – enjoying each other's company mm -hmm. and you, you want to make it a welcoming and happy place to be and yeah there's going to be tough days of course but it, it always seems that this group mm -hmm. likes being around each other which is <laughs> which is huge yeah. on a number of levels yeah i mean one of the things that i i've, I've told katie this a bunch and in, in freshman for years is that your freshman year is hard yeah. no matter what like you could be playing 40 minutes a game zero minutes a game healthy injured playing anywhere in between not even being a student athlete it's still <laughs> and challenging it's, as and well. no matter what it's it's hard and that's why it's so so important to be somewhere that you like the people and you like the coaches because no matter what you're going to stumble mm -hmm. and you're going to have days but you have to have people around you that are going to pick you up and encourage you and help you get to the other side and so I'm proud of, I mean, our, our group in general, just say, look after each other. You know, you're not going to be best friends with all 14 or 15 on your team, but like, I think any one of them would say they could go to any one of their teammates if they needed something and they'd have their back. So I'm proud of how they've, um, taken care of each other and been great teammates. Um, and you know, I told Katie the other day, I was like, she's going to be a senior one day doing the same thing for some, <laughs> yeah, some true. little freshman. And, uh, and, you know, it just it goes full circle as you go through your college career. So the one thing I'm curious about, because you told us this in our first episode, what is the biggest difference between high school Katie and college Katie? Ooh. Because we did see – well, I mean, we didn't see, but Carly, you told us that you came into summer camp literally right off the softball diamond. <laughs> Get to that in a second. And you're still high school Katie because you didn't graduate yet. And yeah. now you're college Katie. So what's the biggest difference? Biggest difference. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> Um, I would probably say learning to like feed into each other. So kind of like you said, we have a really good team chemistry and learning, hey, I'm having a hard day. Like I can fall onto someone, whether it's a coach, whether it's a teammate, like high school Katie would have been like, whatever, like this is my own problem. But college Katie now is like knows how to communicate to others and like how to let them help you make your day better, make this week better, make your practice better, whatever it is like I'm learning people care about you a lot more than you think are we going to title this like kind of the the eras or the chapters <laughs> high school katie <laughs> college katie upper class it works we, we can make some of that um the other thing we, we talked about you literally coming off the softball diamond <laughs> to come in here to, to uh summer season is that i mean it seems like every sport that you've ever played in your life you had some sort of success <laughs> with because going through the bios um Multi-time all-conference in soccer. You obviously won a state championship in softball and all-state. And you'll always let us know about this. Your best sport maybe outside of basketball would be flag football. <laughs> so, like, um, it is an Olympic sport now in a few years' time. Mm -hmm. So that that is a big deal. But, like, for you – They better not steal her away. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, for you, why was it so important to just play sports? It doesn't Not just one sport, but to do many different things. Yeah, no, so I grew up in a very competitive household. It didn't okay. matter whether we were playing driveway basketball, a board game on a holiday, like you were playing to win. Like there's no <laughs> there's no room for error. So I have three siblings, all four of us grew up playing three sports and like there was never a season where you weren't competing, you weren't out there. So it was kinda just the environment I grew up in and like all my friends that went to other Division One schools or played athletics in college, they're kind of always like, "Why are you wasting your time playing these other sports?" And it's like, 
first and foremost, I love it. Like, yeah. I loved doing it. I loved showing up to multiple practices a day with softball and flag football being in the same season and then going to play basketball later to work on whatever it was that day. And I just loved it. Like, I loved being busy with that, and it was something that was always been fun for me. And I also thought it was really good for my body. Like, playing different sports, I used muscles where I probably wouldn't have used in the basketball gym. So, like, soccer especially, I was I played 80 minutes every game. Like, it was crazy good for me, and I used my legs in ways I probably wouldn't on a basketball court. So my parents were always big on being active in very different ways. So I think that was my biggest influence on that. Yeah, Carly, I'm curious where you stand on, because I know everyone has an opinion on whether you just want to be a one sports star, or have everybody try things or go up to a certain point before making a decision. I'm curious just to hear your thoughts on, on where things are. There are no right or wrong answers here, so no pressure on that. <laughs> no, I definitely support multi-sport athletes. Okay. I think I do agree with Katie. I think it, it does actually long-term breed a healthier body. Um, I think, you know, there's a million different ways to, to get to the end goal, but I do think I, you know, my dad and I are actually just talking about this recently. I, if there is, you know, any updated research and I would love to do some studies, particularly for basketball players, uh, of those who stay healthy through their college careers, if they played multi-sports through high school and things like that. So yeah, I do agree with Katie. I think it, it, um, you know, strengthens your bodies and your body in different ways. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, if you're part of a team and you're, you're, fostering a lot of great things on how to help a team in different ways like you might you know I know Katie had a, a division one um, athlete on her softball team so like it's a different role when you're not the best and the go-to sure, player yeah. not that she wasn't one of the better players but like you have different roles in different ways on different teams and I think that that allows a lot of different ways to grow as well so I'm curious then on the crossover side of things <laughs> Katie if we're picking just one or two players on our on Fairfield women's basketball team and place them in another sport to have success Do coaches in count Ooh, uh, come on. Yeah, no, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> well, Carly, what, did you play other sports? I did. Going? Okay. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was a soccer player as well okay. through high school. I, I stopped before, you know, my senior year. Um, but I was a gymnast growing up. Played tennis. So okay. Played so. backyard football. Not. We didn't have flag football <laughs> at the time. It, we haven't. We haven't progressed it that much. But so if we had to pick someone on our team, coaches included, Blake not included for his football abilities. Sorry. Or, well, actually, does he was Blake, a soccer player. A soccer player, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Blake gets a pass on that because <laughs> we already have that banter way too much. Um, <laughs> sorry about yesterday. I should say, by the way, Blake looked up when I saw Man use Garnacho score mm. that bicycle kick and he saw my jaw on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, bud. He's an Everton fan. Anyways, yes. pit, play someone on this team that could just be a star or is a noted star and we just don't know about it yet in another sport. Oh, gosh. There's a couple obvious ones. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of tough because I've always said, like, sports, all sports are pretty natural. Like, it's just yeah. – except soccer. I feel like soccer is the one sport where you could put the best of the best athletes out there and they're just horrible. <laughs> so I'm going to exclude soccer from this one. But It's an opinion. <laughs> I would have to say – I'm going to give you two. Okay. I think you could put – Nelly out into anything because she's just she's a dog she's gonna win regardless might be the most athletic player I've ever coached <laughs> yeah yeah um Nelly did not pay Carly to say that no <laughs> I, I have to guard Nelly every day I, I know I'm aware yeah. <laughs> and then I would say Beach because Beach is also one of those just athletes where she's also just gonna win and I knew she was good at soccer and lacrosse and I feel like that's those are very like different sports so 
you could get some diversity uh, out of her. I throw two others in there too. Uh, I think uh, the the Isa is with I was soccer, and, Isa okay, with yeah. soccer and she too. And like you throw. She's the same way as Katie. Like you throw a spike ball out there, you throw a card game. Like she's competing <laughs> to <laughs> win. Oh my god, I know. And then um, I think the sneaky one might be Kendall. I knew you. Were yes. <laughs> I was thinking Ken too. In what sport do we have for Ken? Well, like you, same. Like, she's kind of surprises you because she's low key, and then you like bring out a, you know, volleyball, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden she's like, yes, let's play, and she bring out ping pong, and then he's like, you know, she, she has a little competitive fire yeah. to her. Absolutely. Well, it's good that I didn't go into the softball profile because <laughs> if we were looking for a replacement shortstop or whatever <laughs> position on my slow pitch team, you know, might, might have to give a call. That's for another day, of course. Um, Carly, let's wrap this one up here because we've got. Fort well, not fortunately, we don't see you guys back at home for a little while. Um, not back home for at least another week until you have St. John's coming here on the seventh. That's a Thursday night, but you're going to be staying within the uh, the lines of Fairfield Town mm -hmm. for at least the next month, which is probably very nice <laughs> that you guys don't have to get on a bus mm -hmm. and fly or anything like that for a while. But um, Sacred Heart on Wednesday, mm -hmm. uh, that game's at seven p uh, seven p.m. You watch at NEC Front Row and SNY as well as according to the Sacred Heart website. They are the defending champions of the NEC. Uh, Noted 12-6 and six at home since the start of last season, so mm -hmm. not too bad at the pit center. Uh, Nicira Pryor, of course, back mm -hmm. after winning literally everything <laughs> that you could win mm -hmm. last year. Player of the year, rookie of the year, and defensive player of the year in the conference. What are we expecting from that game? It's going to be a tough game. Uh, they're they're well coached. They've done a great job. Um, you know, obviously you mentioned Pryor. She makes them go, um, and so we're going to have to we're going to have to come you know show up and play well. Um, and obviously there's a little added incentive as a crosstown rivalry. But uh, I think for us we have to have a, a high level of attention to you know not only slowing her up but but um, dribble penetration is something that again we talked about going into central we didn't do the best job of, um, and so using the, kind of that as a as a learning tool for us to have some success against Sacred Heart. And I think then just continuing to do what we do share the basketball you know I think we can take huge steps from this past game uh, on Sunday to to get back to being us and how we share the ball and move the ball um, and, and play with some freedom and space on, on offense yeah and just trying to keep this good vibes yeah. going man that's all yep. we want because um and the last thing I do want to shout out and maybe to hear your thoughts of this as well I know we didn't really talk about the home games uh, that we have coming up St. John's on the 7th Fordham on the 10th of December mm -hmm. um you will we'll see them in due course and we'll chat after that before Mac play starts but an unbelievable turnout in the home opener mm. for Fairfield I mean it's near a thousand fans that we had on a Monday night <laughs> I've worked in sports it's so difficult to try mm -hmm. and have anybody come out to anything on a Monday night but the energy was there mm -hmm. and I'd love to see that carry on forward the rest of the season I think that really speaks to the the volume and the, the character of the women on our team I think over the course since truly truthfully since last season and the, and the end of last season our women have been out in the community they've worked camps and clinics and babysat and you know done just a, a bunch of different things and they've connected with a lot of great people um showed up I, to other games of yeah other teams other as well. team, yep. yeah i mean i think we we really try to show up in as many ways as we can in our community and, and make it personal and so i think that that that's just a, a the first step in of of the community com continuing to support and, and give back to our women so they're so easy to root for they're fun to root for our our, our team is so I just encourage anybody that can can come out. Um, in addition to that, that game on the 10th is actually we're celebrating 50 years of women's sports and women's basketball. Uh, 
uh, against Fordham. So I encourage, you know, anybody to come out, uh, come celebrate women's sports here in Fairfield. It's, it'll be a great day. It's going to be a great day. Fairfieldstags.com, the place to go get tickets. We want to see you out there and fill up the Leo, which, by the way, has had some fun over the last couple of weeks. Don't think I didn't see you guys in the crowd <laughs> during the Mac Volleyball tournament. Oh, yeah. You guys brought that energy. <laughs> yeah, they did. Congratulations to Nancy, of course, yes, and her job, her team. Them. Yeah, NCAA tournament in a couple days' time over at Purdue. But we will hope to see you against St. John's on the 7th of December, 7 p.m., Fordham a couple days after. After Sacred Heart on Wednesday, good luck, guys, and uh, we'll be watching. Thank you. Thank you to Those Katie, tags. of course, for coming on as well. Uh, of best of luck the rest of the way. That's Thank you. That's going to do it for this episode of Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast. Make sure to stay with us on all of our social media platforms at Fairfield WBB on Instagram and Stags WBball on Twitter slash X. So for now, we'll see you all then. Go Stags. The Fast Break Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.